0: Welcome everyone to Daf Yomi, Masechet Sukkah, uh, one week at a time. Uh, so welcome everyone. Uh, we are starting a new Masechet today and uh, it is very exciting. Uh, first of all, if you notice on the screen, uh, this uh, Shi'or is dedicated by Lynn Job in gratitude of Torah education and outreach in the month of Av and beyond. Uh, so. Uh, thank you very much, Lynn. And um, we're going to start Masachet Sukkah today. Uh, we are going to review DAF 2. Again, uh, those of you who uh, this is their first Masachet, So uh, just a reminder that a Masachet in Gemara starts on page 2, on page bet. Um, the idea is that we are never beginning and never ending. We are uh, living in the Yamashel Torah, as they say, the sea of the Torah. Uh, and therefore, it's as if we already started. So uh, we are starting on Dafbet. I just want to give a little bit of an, uh, an overall introduction to Masachet Sukkah. Uh, as the name suggests, we are going to uh, discuss the different commandments uh, that pertain to the festival of Sukkot. Uh, specifically, in the first chapter, we're going to talk about building the sukkah, and I'm just preparing you now that there will be a lot of pictures, um, so get ready. For those of you who like that, great. For those of you who don't, I'm sorry, uh, but we are going to have a lot of pictures um, about sukkot. Uh, the next um, the next chapter, will be talking about um, the, uh, the subsequent chapters. We'll talk about... Uh, the Arbataminim, the four species you can see in the picture on the slide, uh, the four species that we take uh, to celebrate uh, Sukkot. We will discuss that later on in the Masechet. Uh And then I think it's the last parak, which discusses um, the different ways that Sukkot was celebrated in the temple. Uh, there were certain things that were unique to Sukkot in the temple, and I will leave that as a cliffhanger for you uh, to make sure everybody stays. Uh, for the whole masachet. So um, um, again, uh, just another just review. Uh, we are commanded on Sukkot to dwell in a sukkah, which we are going to define in a, in a few minutes uh, for seven days, um, and uh, we have to live there. Uh, we, we you know we kind of move into the sukkah. It's a place where we we eat, we relax, um, we. Um, You know, we do all the things that we normally do. Um, This is actually a time-bound mitzvah. Uh, So to remind us, we actually learned in in a previous Masechet that uh, women are actually not obligated in time-bound mitzvot, uh, and therefore women are exempt from sitting in a sukkah. That does not mean that you cannot, it does not mean that you don't get a reward, uh, but it does mean that if there are extenuating circumstances, uh, women do not need to sit in the sukkah. Also, if someone is sick, you do not need to sit in the sukkah, um, just for at, at least in the beginning of this masachet, when we use the word sukkah, which you'll, you'll see in a minute, uh, in the beginning of the masachet, it's actually referring to the roof. Uh, the roof of the sukkah has a special name. It's called the schach meaning uh, a covering uh, again, there are going to be specific laws uh, pertaining to all parts of the sukkah, but in particular to the roof to the um, and therefore um, that is what we're going to be talking about. And we'll see more of that um, as we continue. Uh, and, and the last thing I'm just going to say for the introduction is uh, we talked about the roof. We talked about being in the sukkah, uh, and now what about the walls? Uh, presumably a sukkah has four walls. Um, However, the Gemara is going to teach us that there is a minimum number of walls, which is not four. Uh, We'll we'll get to that later on today in our class. Um, And there are certain dimensions that these walls need to have. Um, First of all, in terms of length, And then in height. So that is what we're going to be uh, discussing uh, a lot today and uh, in subsequent uh, um, classes. Um, Okay, I am now going to share my screen with you. I hope everybody can see. Uh, Maybe I'll even make it a little bit bigger so you can see it better. Um, We're going to see a lot of pictures today about different sizes, shapes. Of the Sukkah. Um, If anybody uh, either lives in Israel or has been in Israel, there is a famous park called Naot Kedumim. And in this, it's actually like a botanical park. And in this park, they actually built. Uh, various sukkot models based on the the mishnayot uh in Masachet Sukkah. so uh we are going to see some of those sukkot maybe i sh- okay i'll try to remind myself for for next time when we get to those uh interesting sukkot uh maybe to find a picture of it i definitely have pictures of my kids in in various sukkot um so uh, i'll see if i can find real pictures uh, but for now we'll look at these digitalized um digitalized pictures for now uh, I see someone mentioned, uh, yes, a granddaughter's bat mitzvah there, yes, beautiful. Um, so um, the Gemara mentions that, uh, again, we're on Daf Bet, the first page of Masechet Sukkah, that the shach, uh cannot be over 20 amot, uh, and here is a nice little depiction. You can see the little man here, if you don't know what 20 amot looks like, it's very tall. Um, so uh, tw- over twenty, right? Twenty would be our maximum height. Over twenty is too tall. Uh, the Gemara continue, the Mishnah, sorry, continues and tells us the minimum height is ten tefachim. Let's just review measurements. When I say ama, twenty ama means from the fingertip to your elbow. Okay, I think it's called a cubit in English, but I don't know if that helps anybody. That's an ama. A tefach is a fist. A uh, hand's breadth is an, it says in English, but it's basically a fist. So if you want to figure out, do ten of these. Uh, that's very small, as you can see here. Uh, and we'll talk about the minimum size in a minute and what we can do with that. So uh, okay, so the minimum size is twenty as ten hands, and the, the the maximum is twenty amot, uh, twenty cubits. Uh, The Mishnah also tells us that the minimum number of walls is three. We need to have three walls um, and you need to, we'll discuss what that means in a minute, three walls, uh, actually a little bit later on. Um, And the roof needs to be more shade than sun. You can see here, they kind of like gave you like this feeling of the shade inside. Uh, As Again, it cannot be solid. You need to be able to see through the roof. But it cannot, but it cannot be too see through or too, uh, I guess, too open, uh, so that there is more sun than shade. That is not acceptable. Okay, that is the Mishnah. The Gemara um, is going to compare um, a lot of the the measurements uh, of, of Sukkah to the measurements that we learned in Masakhet Eruvin. So, for those of you who have been around for a while, um, we, you will actually uh, recognize some of these pictures because these pictures uh, were in Masachet Eruvin. Just to remind us, um, Eruvin discussed um, making areas um, communal, Right when you have let's say uh, areas that are uh, shared, we want to make them private. How do we do that? There were different ways to do that. One of the things you can see here in this picture um, is an alleyway. If you can look to the end of the alleyway, there's a wall. Um, so this is called mavoy mifulash, meaning it's closed. Mavoi she'eno mifulash. Sorry, it's a closed. Alleyway, meaning it's closed on three sides. Uh, there are entrance ways, but only one way into the main thoroughfare, the Rashutara beam, the street. Um, how do we make an Eruv? How do we basically signal to everybody, either on the inside or the outside, that you are now entering a private domain? There are two things that you can do. One is called a Lechi. Lechi is this like post on the side of the wall. The other is what's called a Korah, uh, maybe like a lintel, I don't know, the top, like, like a, the top of a, I don't know what the word is, but uh, that, that beam that goes across beam, that was the word I was looking for, um, a cross beam that goes across the entranceway. Okay, why is this important? Because in Massechet, a Ruvin, we learned that there is a maximum height of this Korah. Right, so this alleyway, we need to put a Korah or a lehi. And if the Korah is higher than 20 Amot, it doesn't count. And you can see here 20 Amot, again, being pretty high. Um, but if it's higher than 20, you can see here, the wall goes above 20. Therefore, the Korah has to be up to 20. So you have to lower that Korah to get to 20. Um, so then the Gemara asks, why in a Ruveen did it give us a, a suggestion on how to fix it? But in our Mishnah in Sukkah that we just read, it just says, if the Sukkah is too high, it's invalid. Why doesn't it give us ways to fix it? Um, so there are a few answers. One answer is given that the Sukkah is actually biblical in nature, it's deoraita, and therefore it's, uh, we're, not, we're not messing with it. Meaning if it's, if it's too high, just, you know, bring it down and build it again. Uh, The other answer is that it's very, it can be fixed, but it's very complicated. So in the Mishnah, uh, we're not going to go into all of the details. And now we have a very interesting three-way machloket, three-way discussion or argument as to why we need um, it to be within 20 amot. Um, And... I, I, I'll, I'll tell you the three opinions and then I'll share something that I read that I thought was very beautiful. Um, there are three opinions as to why it needs to be uh, up to 20 amot. One is uh, the the verse says in the Torah, in the Bible, right? We need, to, the Jews need to sit in a sukkah. So that we will know, so that we will know uh, that God protected the Jewish people in the desert. So there's this idea of knowing, and if something is above 20, um, we're just not going to know. What does that mean? Uh, I heard two, two explanations. One is in the old days, right, in the time of the Mishnah, and the Gemara, there are no... 10 story buildings, right? There are definitely no skyscrapers. Um, People are not used to looking up, right? There are no planes going overhead. There's no uh, um, phone lines. People are kind of looking kind of straight ahead. So 20 amot would be, I wonder if we can like kind of test it, kind of like the end of your peripheral vision. Uh, and therefore, um, 20 amot is like the highest you're basically going to see at or be aware of. It doesn't mean you can't look up. Obviously, everyone can look up, but we want it to be in your um consciousness we want it to be so that you can uh, recognize it the next opinion why we need it to be within 20 amot is that we need to sit in the shade of the sukkah of the schach now if you're not uh you can even see here right if it gets too high you're going to end up sitting in the shade of the wall and not in the shade of the roof And that is going to be important. We don't know why yet, but I'll I'll share something in a minute with you. And the last idea is that the sukkah needs to be a temporary dwelling. And the assumption in the Gemara is that a temporary dwelling, meaning it's not made out of bricks and mortar, uh, a a temporary dwelling can really only support a roof. Up to twenty amot, right? But if you build a very large structure, it will not be able to support the schach, and you will end up having to build a permanent structure. And the sukkah, as I mentioned before, um, needs to be a temporary structure. Um. So, uh, I read a beautiful idea uh, by Johnny Solomon, writes. Uh, you can follow him on on Facebook. He writes a beautiful idea, like a thought on on the dafiomi Yomi uh, every day. And he, he wrote a, a beautiful idea about these 3 different opinions as to the, the reason for the uh, and he says. These are three different ways that we can relate to God. So the first one was, again, remember, so that we will know, right? So one way is having an awareness of God in our lives. Number two, we said that there needs to be the shade from the from the roof and not shade from the walls. Uh, And he says, this is about, trust in god right again god here metaphorically is the the roof right coming from above and it's god that protects us not the walls right maybe not not mankind's things again we also build the schach but i think the idea is it's supposed to resemble god's protection of the jewish people um and the last idea is um, uh, we said that needs to be temporary. So he says, it's this idea of humility, right? Recognizing that our lives are temporary, right? We're only here uh, in this world uh, for a limited amount of time and we need to make the most uh, out of our, our lives. Um, so I thought it was just a beautiful way of understanding uh, this this disagreement in the Gemara. Okay. Let's continue. The Gemara then takes these three opinions and and tries to kind of um, play one against the other. Um, and, and basically he says, right, again, uh, if it's larger than, if it's larger than 20 amot, you're going to get, it's nice, they, they, they did it nicely here. You can see here at the bottom, the shade from a regular size sukkah looks kind of like slatted because it's coming from the roof, but the big one, the shade is solid because you're getting shade from the walls, right? So that's what we discussed uh, shade from the wall versus shade from the from the the roof. However, right, the Gemara says, but wait a minute. If you have a a, a sukkah in the middle of a a valley, right here, it's very sh- uh, d- distinct, right? If you that's a kosher sukkah, meaning the the walls and the schach are all kosher. I mean, uh, you know, uh it it, it 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 you can see the stars from the top, and the shade that you're getting is coming from the mountain. It's not coming from the roof, so that kind of knocks that one out. Um, the next idea is if you make a sukkah very um, very wide, then if it gets very tall, you can still have, you can see here, you can still have the, the shade coming from the roof, right? Again, uh, those of you who are engineers or architects will understand, right, if it's very narrow, the the shade is going to come from the walls, but if it's very wide, the shade will still come from the roof. Uh, And the Gemara ends up saying that um, the truth is that if you have a very wide sukkah, uh, it is okay if it gets above 20 amot. Uh, So that was uh, very interesting to understand uh, that idea. Rabbi Yehuda says at the bottom of daf bet, of daf number two, uh, Rabbi Yehuda says, you know what? A sukkah can even be higher. Uh, It can be kosher up till, Forty or fifty amot, right? It can be even much, much taller. And the Gemara at the bottom says uh, that Helene uh, Hamalka. This was a a queen. Um, she uh, there there are a lot of stories about her actually in the Gemara, which are very interesting. Uh, but she built a very large sukkah, and it was very, very tall. And the Gemara describes that. Um, that the um that the the sages would come and sit in her sukkah and they never said anything. So uh the Gemara seems to prove from here that it could be very, very tall and it seems to be okay. Um The the Gemara on daf Gimel, we're going to get back to him in a minute, Uh, the the Gemara on daf Gimel, daf number three, uh, tells us that maybe Haleni Hamalka sukkah was actually divided into these compartments. You can see here, um, and then uh, that would be problematic. Again, we said maybe if it's one very large structure, if you've ever been to a a hotel over Sukkot, uh, right there, it's a very large sukkah. Um, so maybe that could be tall, uh, but if it's broken up into these compartments, um, maybe that would be problematic. Interestingly, the Gemara says, why are you bringing a proof from Helenia Malka? She's a woman, so she doesn't need to sit in a kosher sukkah. And the Gemara says, no, no, no. First of all, she she did want to abide by the law, number one. Number two, she had sons, she had seven sons. So she wanted to make sure that when she built her sukkah, it would be uh, appropriate or, or again, with Within the guidelines of Jewish law, uh, so the Gemara says, maybe uh, again there are little like uh, you can see here, like niches in the sukkah, uh, and maybe that was how uh, it would be okay or not okay. And uh, we're basically the bottom line is we're not going to learn from Helleni Hamal. Um, okay. Let's get into the minimum size of the sukkah. Uh, so the Gemara says that uh, the minimum size of the sukkah, again, we mentioned height, is uh, 10 tfachim, again, our hand breath for anybody who did this, uh, that's very short. Uh, but how about uh, width uh, or volume or whatever the word is, right? The, the interior space how big is there a minimum? So the Gemara says, and we'll actually see this this later on, but here the Gemara says uh, that you need to be able to put it to fit into your sukkah, your head, the majority of your body and your table. So this was a great picture, right? So, uh, you know, the guy is sitting, uh, he has a little, uh, you know, end table uh, and this is kosher uh and here the so here uh the minimum again interestingly the 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 minimum is this uh what's called uh Rosho his head his most of his body and his table um and uh this is ah uh, that's what that picture was sorry, that was uh, seven fahim okay seven Fahim across that's what this me- measurement is you can see most of his body is in here um interestingly, here he doesn't have a table. That's gonna be a machloket, beit Hillel and beit shamai, but we're not gonna get into it right now. Um here we have his table. Uh and uh this tends to be again seven by seven tfachim. Um uh, another option is that maybe it's four by four. Um and that's another option. Uh, The Gemara says, well, maybe we're talking about this case, which is very interesting. Uh, This, I think we see, especially people who live uh, maybe in an apartment building where the the sukkah might be uh, quite small, uh, and and you basically extend your table from in your house into the sukkah, right? So the Gemara says, you see here, he has his head, his body, and some of his table in the sukkah. Uh, The Gemara says this is problematic, um Betchama is very concerned that he's going to be pulled into the house right again he's really sitting just on that edge uh and we're very concerned BTL says no 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 I'm not concerned um again as we mentioned maybe the the argument uh is really about uh is it uh, with his table or without his table you could see if you take out the table it could be smaller um but uh uh, okay, the Gemara continues and tries to bring a proof from a breita that talks about uh, houses in general, right? How do you define a house? Now, again, we're going to say, oh, bayit, right, house, and sukkah, which is going to be like our house for seven days. So maybe these are parallel. So let's maybe learn the minimum size of a house. Maybe that's the minimum size of a sukkah. I can see how that's parallel, but we could also see how maybe that wouldn't be parallel. So um, the 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 Gemara says that a house that's less than four by four, uh, again four by four, uh, a Um, is is that true? I think that's mm, I think that that's true. Um, so a house that is less than four by four. Um, so yeah, it doesn't make sense for tzvachim. That doesn't make sense, um, right? So four by four um, amot. So uh, it is right if you build if you have a little shack uh, and you build it in your backyard. Um, it does not need a mezuzah. Uh, it does not need a fence on its roof, right? Lest someone fall over, right? That is a law uh, for building a house. Um, it cannot get sarat uh, leprosy of the house. Uh, Because it's not considered a house Um, and it doesn't make uh, a person. A person exempt from going to war. Uh, so uh, the, the Torah tells us that, uh, if uh, everybody basically is conscripted into the army, but, uh, before they go in, they say if anybody started building a house, uh, and didn't finish it or didn't live in it for a year, you can go back home. So the Gemara tells us that a house that's smaller than four by four, uh, that's not considered a house, right? Look at this guy. That's not a house. Uh, it looks like an outhouse maybe but it's not a house right uh, uh that's not considered uh, uh enough to uh be exempt from going to war uh you cannot uh put an a roof into this structure again to remind us, uh, Masachet um, Eruvin. Again, those of you who have learned these Masach I hope you're appreciating all the connections that we've been making throughout our learning. Uh, those of you who haven't, so next time around, Bezra Okay, um, so the Gemara says um, that, again, let's learn Bait house to Sukkah. The Gemara says, no, what are you talking about? A Sukkah is a temporary house, uh, and therefore it could be smaller. Right Again, obviously we do have to make a minimum uh, height, a uh, minimum uh, internal uh, space, uh, but maybe we can't really compare uh, these houses. Um, the the Gamara talks then goes back and basically goes through uh, all of these cases and, and, and explains how this works. Again, a house needs to be four by four, because that describes a permanent house. Uh, and therefore, uh, again, as we mentioned, mezuzah, ma'akeh, right—the the fence on the roof—those are all things that uh, have to do with a permanent house. It needs to be a place where someone can live in. Again, looking at this guy, uh, I don't think he can live in there for a long time. Kind of seems. Like a punishment, but uh, again, uh, it needs to be uh, we want to understand the minimum size, uh, but uh, it needs to be livable. As I would say, Um, the Gemara talks about a house that um, is um, in a courtyard that needs to be split up amongst uh, either inheritors like brothers or partners uh, and talks about um, how do you split up? Uh, this inheritance, so that's something that uh, we'll deal with in uh, uh, when we talk about inheritance law. Um, but uh, the question is, how do you divide property? Right? Do you divide it? Um, I guess proportionately, so you can see here in this picture, right? There are 4 houses, but um, right, 1 house is very large and 3 are very small. Um, the Gemara says that if you have this house. That 's less than four by four that 's not called a house that doesn 't count as one of these properties, um, but interestingly enough there 's a makhloket there 's a disagreement how you would split up this area right again um, these are do you go by the number of houses right so again, uh, if I take these three small houses and you take one big house, so do I get uh, three quarters right of the the courtyard and you get one because I have three houses and you have one. Or do we say, no, everybody gets the area in front of his house. You can see here very nicely. You all, everyone gets the area in front of their house, right, you need to be able to go into your house. Uh, One could say you get your own parking spot or you get your own front yard. Um, And then the courtyard, the rest of the space is split down the middle. Again, this this is in the case that let's say there are two brothers, right? One is getting three small houses, one is getting the big house, we should split the backyard in half. You get half and I get half. So that's actually a machloket. But the bottom line is that your little mini hut you know, if it, it, was, if it was sitting here in the, in the courtyard, it doesn't count. It needs to be at least four by four. Okay. Um, um, okay. The, the Gemara at the bottom of daf uh, number three, Gimel, says, okay, let's say I have a very tall sukkah. Uh, you can see here very tall too tall we said it's above 20 amot what if i pile you can see here i pile cushions i don't know how you're going to get in there it looks like it would be fun but let's say i pile cushions to the bottom on the bottom of the the sukkah um does this work right because again if i look at the internal space right from the floor to the seal to the roof that would now be 20 amot so does does that work The Gemara says no, uh, this doesn't work. Why? Because, as you all know, if just thinking about jumping in that sukkah, uh, right? I want to play with those pillows. We're gonna have a pillow fight. They're gonna fall. They're gonna. I. I. I, You know, I'm not comfortable in my bed. I'm gonna take the pillows. Um, these were not. uh, The the concept here is called bitul. You didn't nullify these pillows. Meaning they didn't become the floor of the sukkah. You just put pillows on the floor, um, but uh, the Gemara says, what if I put straw uh, at the bottom uh, or dirt or rocks at the bottom, if you nullify it, meaning you say these, I'm not gonna use it. Uh, again, straw in the time of the Mishnah, the Gemara, I mean also now, but uh, w- when you said straw, uh, it was seen as either like padding or it was animal food, right? So if I put it at the bottom of my sukkah and then uh, I forget that I didn't, I didn't feed my animals, right? So I might come and take the straw. Now all of a sudden I lost my, you know, platform. Uh, so the Gemara says if you nullify the straw and you say this is now the new floor, then it works. Uh, if not, then maybe not. Um, okay. Uh, the Gemara continues and tells us. Um, let's okay we we raised the floor now what if we lower the roof you can see here what if um you take branches which are uh the material that we make the roof out right the the is the roof is made out of branches excuse me what if i put a lot of branches you can see here it looks like a bird's nest actually but like what if i put a lot of these branches um on the top and i lower the um, the roof, um So the Gemara says that if you maintain again, that ratio of more shade to sun, then it works. Uh, If not, right again, if it becomes too um, dense that you can't see the stars, we haven't mentioned that yet, but we will later on. Um, uh, If it becomes too dense or if there's too much sun, so then it is not uh, valid. Um, Okay. Um, Next, The Gemara says, um, wait, we'll come back to that one. Um, Okay, no, we will not come back to this one. What if, okay, so we raised the floor by putting pillows, we put straw, we put stone, Uh, we lowered the roof. Now the Gemara says, what if I build a platform? Okay, that seems very, uh, very smart, right? I build a platform and now um, I have, right, less than 20 amot. again, from the real floor. To the 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 roof is more than twenty, but from the platform to the roof is um, is twenty. And you can see here very nicely they put the table and the chair on the platform, right? Because you need to eat uh, in the kosher side of the sukkah. So the Gemara says that that works. Um, that works, and uh, as long as that area is seven by seven because remember again we said the minimum uh area for the sukkah needs to be seven by seven again uh, and therefore as long as it's seven by seven um it works um okay um so that you can see here now we're going to learn some very important concepts that we're going to see uh throughout this masachet. um concept number one Is um is the concept in 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 Hebrew or Aramaic? It's called Dofin Akuma. Uh, The word means a bent wall. Now, if you look at the picture, there are no bent walls. um, But uh, this is what it means. If you have a sukkah, now here you actually have a house. Uh, We actually know somebody. uh, Hold on one second. Uh, Can everyone still hear me? I hope you can still hear me. Um okay everyone okay everyone's back okay i just lost the everyone's picture so okay great um okay so i don't know if any of you know somebody who I can try to still go back to, is that better?